Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. He's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films To Be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a Mr. Kipley's French fancy, and I love films. As Mahatma Gandhi once said, the greatness of a nation can be judged by the way its animals are treated. And have you ever seen the film Babe? My God, the day I saw that was the day I gave up pork scratchings. Honestly, it's a masterpiece. Wow, who knew Mahatma Gandhi was such a fan of Babe? I wonder if he liked the much maligned Babe pig in the city. I wish we could ask. I guess we'll never know. Every week, I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died. Then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Ricky Gervais, Mark Kermode, and even Eddie Furlong Gamblata. But this week, my special guest is writer, stand-up, actor, and podcaster, Tom Neenan. Announcement! Right, it's time to announce my special guest for the 26th of February, the live show at the Islington Town Hall. You can get your tickets on the Dice app. My guest will be... Tom Allen! What? Yes, that is right. Tom Allen will be doing his films to be buried with, with me at the Islington Town Hall, 26th of February. Get your tickets now. Also, if you do enjoy the podcast and you want to support it and get more content... Please come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get extra guest questions, you get videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week, straight up, the extras, the extra questions I did with Tom Neenan. Oh, I mean, it's really gold, this one. You'd be mad to miss it. You'd be absolutely mad. Anyway, give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, Tom Neenan. Tom Neenan is a brilliant stand-up, he's a writer, an actor and an all-rounder that has worked very closely with friend of the show Nish Kumar and who makes consistently brilliant stuff. Check out his podcast Tom Neenan is Not All Men, it's very funny and look up all his other brilliant stuff. He's prolific and he's brilliant and he will love this episode. He's also very smart and I have to say one of my favourite things about death and spirituality on this episode, so listen out for it. So that is it for now, I very much hope you enjoy episode 80 of Films To Be Buried With. and welcome to Films To Be Buried With. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by a writer, a sketch writer, a radio guest, a radio host, a podcaster, a stand-up, an actor, a presenter, a showman, a magician, a warrior, Mm -hmm. and a wizard, and... 
probably responsible for most of the comedy that you consume, but you didn't know it. Please, welcome to the show, the amazing Tom Eden! Thank you so much. I'll lay claim to every single one of those descriptions. I love it. All true. Yep. Magician. Magician. For, weren't we all a magician for a while? Anyone who's got any kind of entertainment <laughs> background? We all did, like, we all had the fake thumb or something to get attention but when we were younger. But we all magicians? Aren't we, oh, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> mean, like, when mean. one makes a joke, isn't it like <laughs> casting a spell? Uh, oh, no, I meant bring, like... What we bring, is that not magic? <laughs> <laughs> I meant more like, didn't we all get a magic set as a kid and spend, yes. like, Christmas annoying our relatives yeah. for the... Now, Tom Neenan. Hello. Uh, now, we don't know each other that well, but I am jealous of you because Nish Kumar says that you're his best. And, <laughs> I won. I won. And, uh, and that you... So you write with Nish most of the things he does? Um, yeah. I'm always very sort of cautious to say that, like, uh, when Nish is doing stuff TV and things, yeah. he will invite me along. Uh, but, you know, he does his own stand-up and stuff. And Because uh, I'll occasionally write on for people like on Mock the Week as well. And yeah. people always say, I thought they wrote their own stand-up. I'm like, yeah. they do. They do. I don't. That is... I just do the topical stuff and those yeah. things. But, uh, but yeah, so we work on kind of those things together and I sort of go off and, and do my own projects. you've been a big part of the MASH project, the MASH report, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sort of co-head writer of that. Which is it's which is absolutely delightful in terms of a job and terrible in terms of the news that you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think similar to you, sort of you're, when you're in the when you're in the vicinity of Nish Kumar and you've got that kind of his brain work, you know, processing yeah. the news. Sometimes you find out too much. Yeah. Sometimes you dig too deep and you're like, I want to be I want to be less informed. Well, and I have actually thought, like, genuinely, since the match report started, it seems the news has got crazier and crazier and crazier yeah, to yeah. the extent that a I think it's quite hard to make jokes about, and b I think it's hard to have optimism about and it and i wonder if you're deep in it like you are yeah do you not want to just kill yourself (laughs) there's always you know there's always stuff that makes you go oh that's interesting and that could that that could be quite a good thing there's Mm -hmm. there's always positivity just because the world is a big nuanced place and often the loudest stuff is the scariest stuff yeah i don't i don't know where certain things are heading and it'll be very interesting but i think we'll all you know we'll all still be here next year yeah. I'm willing to stake that much at least. Because when I talk to Nish about politics, he's yeah. pretty depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's yeah. pretty like, everything's mm-hmm. fucked. But I'm always like, is it? Is it? Do you think you're as, you're as you know more than I do? You've looked at this stuff <sighs> I more. I don't know. Do you um, feel more positive? I just try and be positive in general. Whether mm-hmm. that's borne out by what's actually happening in the world, I don't know. Right. Uh, but I'll be like, hey, look at, all the, look at little Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Look at what she's doing. She's a positive influence. And yeah. People, everyone knows her name and, you know, maybe that kind of thing will help. I like that. Yeah. So there's those kind of things where I'm like, who knows? Now, also, you have your own podcast, mm-hmm. which, uh, hands up, I only listened to today. But <laughs> true story. Mm-hmm. I raced through two episodes. Oh, amazing. It was so funny. It is called Tom Neenan is Not All Men. Yes. And it was advertised on a Kermo podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fancy pants. <laughs> and I did not understand that what it is mm. is a fucking funny... Oh, bless you. It's so funny. It's and lovely. It also annoyed me because I thought <laughs> so much work must have gone into it. It's like a whole, it's like a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like so I did. There's two types of podcasts, and like this is the the absolute top of its game in terms of the kind of you have you know people in and chat about something you're really passionate about, 
And then there's, so sort of inspired a bit by people like Ben Partridge, who does the Beef and Dairy podcast as well. Right. There's a, I just sort of went away, it's based on the Edinburgh show, and I just wrote eight episodes of this thing. And also uh, I have really funny people in as guests who improvise and stuff as well. So it's like, it's about 80% written and then oh, people come it? in and mess around and things as well. Um, so that's really fun. It's but, got yeah. a Simpsons vibe to it. Oh, really? I said it, oh, yeah. well, oh, that's incredibly yeah. high praise. Thank you so in much. In terms of like the amount of jokes and little side jokes. And oh, great. It's really funny. Oh, well, I'm so inspired by The Simpsons and stuff. And yeah, just if you can pack as much density yeah. of stuff into, into everything that you make then i just think yeah it, it hopefully it bears up to it's you know two or three listens each of those how many but as in are you doing that every week because that i'm worried <laughs> oh no we were commissioned for eight uh, oh, for that okay. series so there's eight to go out um and i think we uh we've just sort of got professionally uh, we're gonna do a live one in march i think as well so that should be Fantastic. quite fun and then sort of who knows after that well for that lovely come i got you i brought you a gift uh to now yeah you shouldn't have brought me a gift no one has ever brought me a gift really before. Well, I was but passing. Now, I guess this is what has to all guests have to exactly. do from now on. Um, so this is Go this on. represents before you look. This is the film of last year yeah. that I'd say if I had to rank all of my films yeah. that I saw last year, this ju- just heads into the like it's better than the middle mark. So if if you put the the, the absolute average film, this is above that. So this is a three and a half star. Film. It's a three and a half star film that I saw in Computer <laughs> Exchange for a reasonable for what the change I had in my pocket. So, I'll go. see if you've I'm got it. it now. Overlord! <laughs> have you seen Overlord? I have seen an hour of it on a plane. <laughs> well, now you can complete. You didn't even finish it. <laughs> now plane. I can finally there complete it. Because that bloody plane landed. Oh, there you go. Well, you can find out what happened to those. Well, thank you so much. Well, that is so lovely. Um, it's got uh, it's got Alison Thea Scott. The improviser Alison Thea Scott is in it. For, oh, really? For, uh, she's uh, got no body. She's just a head. Right. Um, and, yeah, I just thought it was... I thought it was perfectly enjoyable and not in any way, you know, I wouldn't necessarily write home about it, but I just quite enjoyed so it. So in no way it was special to you and you thought, <laughs> I want to give this to Exactly. This I care about I it this much. I was looking at, like, because there was some where I was looking around going, oh, that's too bad, that sounds like an insult. And I was like, no, that is exactly the gift I want to give. That sets the tone of all he of this. He is a three and a half star guy. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. No. No, that I heard about lovely. the plane landing and I was like, you need to find out what happened yeah. to those zombies. I do want to know if the zombie Nazis <laughs> win or not. Yeah. Uh, thank you. It's a very violent film. It is. Uh, it was. But I, I'll tell you what I was choosing between. Yeah. Uh, I was choosing between that one and uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Did I make the wrong too choice? Violence. Too, too violent. violent for you. Both oh, violent. Too violent. Too oh, violent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two very violent films. You seem like a violent man, Tom. <laughs> it's all simmering under the surface. Have you seen uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99? I have not, actually, because... Uh, because that, I think I get upset by that much. Right, it is, I, it I've is heard a lot. It's pretty, uh, you know, yeah. nasty. Mm-hmm. I'm a softy, me. <laughs> I don't like seeing people get hurt, and it sounds Fair like enough. a lot of people get a lot hurt. Of people getting hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it? I don't mind people getting emotional. No, I don't really like it, people getting hurt. Yeah, I uh, uh, I saw Marriage Story yesterday. Speaking but, of people getting hurt, bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> oh my god. What um, a film. It's so good. The clip, the mm. clip everyone knows. Is my least favourite bit of that film. What's the clip? I haven't seen the clip. Oh, you know, the, with the argument they have in the sort of oh, empty yeah, yeah. apartment, which has become that's like a meme and stuff. Eight-minute thing, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, every, I, I don't mind it, but, like, because that's the clip, you sort of see it as You're separate. like, you've seen this play before. Exactly. Whereas everything else about it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I wasn't prepared for it at all. I've never seen this play. Yeah. <laughs> it's brand new. It's a brand new play. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you like films, don't you? Love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're a proper filmy. 
kind of. Um, there's gaps in my knowledge. Westerns. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure there's millions of foreign films I haven't seen that are exceptional. But, uh, but yeah, I try and have sort of a broad range. Anti-Westerns? Not anti... No. But I, 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 won't, I won't seek one out. Right. It has to be really good. Interesting. Yeah, like the best. It's so like True Grit I love. Right, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I won't seek out a Western. I think I'm like that about period dramas. Right, and yeah, And then yeah. I often see them and go, that was brilliant. Yeah. But I never think, ooh, a period drama. Yeah, I'll race to that. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Little Women? No, that is oh. when I will race to. Yeah, yeah. Because of Greg Thurberg. Yeah, Greg Saving the planet by yeah. uh, by making films from uh, from the olden days. Oh, Tom! What? Oh no! Fuck! Oh god! Oh nuts! Oh no! Oh balls! Oh god! Oh Tom, I forgot to tell you something. Fuck! It's the good news. <laughs> Depending on your perspective. Yeah, she have just told. I met you at the door, and I was yeah. thinking, there's something I got to tell you. Uh huh. It's just occurred to me now. Oh, I'll just say it. Oh, fuck it. I've got to say it, haven't I? There's no way around it. You'll find out soon enough. Fair enough. You, you've died. You've died. Oh, God. Oh, what Shit. a bummer. Yeah. Uh, how did you oh, die? Uh, heart, heart attack. Is Has it? Be, right? Heart attack. Just like nothing, nothing exciting. I eat a lot of junk food and I also do a lot of running. And right. that combined. That combined is going to one day catch up with me. Well, it Are has. You, it has today. You're eating junk food whilst running. Uh, I try not to. Post or pre? Um, usually, I try and run in the morning, so post. But it's lingering around, isn't it, in the arteries yeah. after that. So and you run in the morning, then what, McDonald's for lunch? Probably, yeah. Okay. Not every day. And then in the morning, you've gone for a run. Yeah. Suddenly? Just clutch the... Cl- it was quick. Okay. Yeah, it was quick. And you know what? It was probably somewhere like... Wait, what? It was Crystal Palace Park. Very nice. Nice. And it's- so I just... Down I went. Uh, were there people around? Yeah, they tried. They did the okay. they did the the thing, the stuff. staying alive. Yeah. Um, they didn't work. So people saw you collapse and yeah. came over. So there are good in people. Exactly. Yeah. Look for the people that are helping. That's that's how they I didn't stay run positive. It, run past. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And how old were you? Oh, oh so not today. Sort of up to you. Maybe uh, I was. I was probably. Oh no! Oh, God, you were about to say fifty, and that oh, was your genuine answer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I think oh, I'm going to no, die I'm, I'm still running. I'm 75 years old. 75? Yeah. Okay. Young lad. <laughs> okay. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. Do you uh, worry about death? No. I mean, I, I don't want to die. And were, you know, if a bus was coming towards me, I'd mm. step out the way. Or, right. I wouldn't just, like, welcome it with open arms. Um, <laughs> you still try to avoid it. Yeah. But uh, it's not something that, that scares me necessarily. I'm quite sort of philosophical about that. Yeah? Yeah, almost too much. I should probably have more of an instinct to want to stay alive. Uh, but you're a worker. Mm. You like to work. You do a lot of work. Yeah. So where does that come from if not fear of death? <laughs> I suppose, well, no, I just don't want to waste the time I've got, which, given mm. I've said I'm going to go at 75, is not, yeah, not, not long. Not long, is it? I, yeah, I used to think that I wanted to go like um, uh, Freud. What's the old Freud who used to do just a minute? Um, oh. Not sick. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Clement Freud, Clement Freud yeah. but then because uh, he just like died writing his desk, but then people apparently he's not a not a great guy, old Clement Freud. So yeah, it turns out it was wanking at the same. So that's why that's why I want to avoid it. Yeah, allegedly, yeah, or not allegedly. No, I think it happened. Yeah, yeah I don't probably. think any I don't think any lawyers are going to come after you okay. regarding that. That's fine. <laughs> it's like it's like Savile, the, sh- the 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 boat sailed on okay. anything. Do you think there's an afterlife? I think there's something. 
I've got, it's going to make me sound weird. This isn't what this the, is what it's for. <laughs> the Personally, the way yeah. I choose to look at it is Please. we're all part of one conscious, we're all one consciousness. Yeah. This, this conversation right now is two parts of the same consciousness having a conversation. Yeah. It's what makes a mockery of racism. It wants to make a mockery of any bigotry. Yeah. Um, and that we all get, put, our, our little bit of water gets poured back into the swimming pool uh, at the end of this big, this, you know, this huge yeah. consciousness would be much, like, I think, yeah, like a hive mind kind of thing. I love that. I hope so, yeah. That's really beautiful. But if we're, so you're saying we're one big swimming pool, but mm. life is a jug of water taken out of the swimming pool and poured into a, a, a flawed body that yeah. comes with, yeah, yeah. And then when you die, you get returned to the swimming yeah. pool. Yeah, having learned a few extra things, well, maybe. That's fucking beautiful. I hope so. Well, I just, But you we know, are separate glasses of water. We're all separate when glasses. We're on, when we're living. yeah. But like, but when we die, we're the same. We water. get sent back in. When the, yeah. I, I believe, I'm not a Christian, but I think that when you know the Bible says, "Treat your neighbour as well." Oh no, uh, love thy neighbour. Yeah, um, is a big joke because love thy neighbour is love thyself because everyone's the same. And that is, I don't know, if even even if that isn't what happens, that's how I choose to live my life. Which is you sort of keeping that in the back of your mind. It stops yeah. you getting angry with people because you're like, oh, you're we're all that's stupid. We just we we're just all part of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That is my theory. So uh, I'll have watched the films that I've watched. You'll have watched the films that you've watched. Yeah. We'll all get pulled back in that swimming pool. Yeah. And we'll all have enjoyed that. We'll all have seen the same. Yeah. Once, once we're in the pool, our consciousness like merge again and we go, oh, overlord, I've seen the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. And maybe, because there are people who believe that like heaven on earth, that, that all that the reason we're on earth is to get heaven on earth is what sort of the progress of the human race is and that that will be a joint consciousness as well. That maybe the internet is helping by linking us all up. But I think at the minute we're in those stages where it's not helping and yeah. it's making everyone angry that we're all... But, uh, but you know, were the, the universe... or Were the Earth to survive another 20,000 years? Yeah. We'd eventually all sort of, you know... People think uh, uh, the point of life is to bring heaven to Earth. Yes. Yeah. So there is heaven over there, but we need to bring it here. Yeah. So we're like, I suppose, what would, what people would call utopia? I'm lost now. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm out of no, my depth. I love it. But it's uh, out of my... The deep end of the swimming pool. <laughs> and, um, and do you think internet, do you, do you think it was a bad thing <laughs> to invent? I think it's flawed at the minute. I think we're not, we're not as ready. people, we're not good enough for it, to use it for all the stuff it could be used. Yeah. Like, there are, obviously, there are people using it for brilliant stuff, but um, also there's a whole bit, which is the whole... I suppose what, what happens when you do, if you just lock 100 people in a room? Some people would sit down and discuss ideas yeah. and other people would fight over if you can smoke in there or not, or whatever. Yeah. Man, I love that swimming pool. <laughs> you made that up out of your head. No, I think it's a, it's a really um, botched, like, combination of, I suppose, a bit of Buddhism and a bit of, um, like, other things. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, I hope, I hope it's the case, but I think, it, I think you're about to tell me it might not be. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not quite that, but there yeah. is a heaven. Nice. And you know what? Mm? In... This episode yeah. is the giant swimming pool. Lovely stuff. And in that swimming pool, yeah. you've got gills. <laughs> nice. You're like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you're happy. Yeah. Uh, people didn't, didn't check the box office. They just watched the quality of the film nice. and decided it was good. Yeah. That's and comforting. Yeah. And, and in this giant swimming pool, mm-hmm. where we're all Tom Neenan. Yeah. Uh, and we're all Brett Goldstein. And we're all Brett Goldstein. We're all yeah. everywhere. Yeah. We're all the makers of Overlord. Nice. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> And the director, Julius Avery. Nice. <laughs> and in, but in this swimming pool, mm-hmm. 
technology isn't what it doesn't doesn't uh, short circuit electricity's fine perfect in this in this yeah. swimming pool lovely and there's cinemas everywhere yeah and in the swimming pool all the, all the consciousnesses want to know about mm-hmm. is film they're obsessed with film they're obsessed with your life mm-hmm. through the medium film everyone's having a catch up because you've been away you've been in your, yeah. your jug you come back to the pool <laughs> what's been going on in your life yeah with the films mm-hmm. the first thing they ask you is what is the first film you remember seeing right when you were that jug so the first film I remember going to see, but I do not remember seeing it, is yes. the Barbar movie. They made oh, a film really? out of Barbar the Elephant, but I, I remember walking to the cinema to see that film. Yeah. And my dad went, oh, the cinema's closed. And I was like, oh, and he went, oh, no, it's not. And I was like, yes. But I don't remember anything about that film at all. But the first film I remember, I have a vivid memory of uh, watching is Jurassic Park. <sighs> Um, Great. Yeah. Wait, what? That was your first film? It's the one that, like, I'm sure I saw films before, but, yeah. like... I think that's the one that I just have this vivid memory of being stuck to my chair and my mum going, do you want to leave? Because I was like, clearly I was like, just sort of stuck to my chair and me sort of going, no, 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 I'm hating this because it's so scary and I'm loving it because like, I've never felt anything like this before. Like, is obvious, I think I would have been introduced to it like to film. I probably saw some like Disney ones, but I just as soon as, you know, you ask that and all I remember is sitting in that chair and my mum going, we can go out if you want. And I was like, no, no, the, the, the raptors are in the kitchen. I'd never be more scared in my life than, yeah. at that point than the raptors being in the kitchen. And, yeah, so that's... How old are you, do you know? Uh, I would have maybe been seven. Okay. I think so. And you're uh, with your mum? Yeah, with my mum and my dad. And your dad? Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? No. Okay. So it's just me, and it, yeah. was, the, it was the one... I must have seen films before yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. That, so that's the one that... that Where is this on. taking place? Greenwich, it was Greenwich Odeon, which is now Greenwich Picture House. Is that where you grew up in Greenwich? Uh, we lived nearby, we lived in Lewisham, and oh, that okay. would be the nearest one. And we always went there, and it was Colton Screen Advertising, which had the big uh, yeah. branding star and things. And I just, all that stuff was part of the cinema for me, and I just remembered all, like, getting really excited about those things. Yeah. And, uh, and sitting there and just not quite understand, I think I didn't quite understand a lot of it. I got sad when the, the lawyer got eaten off the toilet. Everyone around me thought that was hilarious, oh, was... but I was like, oh no, he just... I yeah, think because you were like, he was just trying to do his job. Yeah. <laughs> I think I started just watching. I was like, I'd sit on the toilet. <laughs> that's me. I practice law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's the first film. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure there were others yeah. before that. But yeah, that's the one I. And you've not checked the Barbar film. I have not gone back and watched the Barbar movie. Um, that must be a tough watch. Yeah. <laughs> the Barbar film. I can't think what my dad would have got out of that. Like, yeah. I think well, Barbar... What I'm interested in the story of that yeah. is, did your dad, yeah. when he said, I think the cinema is closed, yeah. was that genuine? He thought it was closed. I oh, know it's open. <laughs> or did he genuinely, as he was walking there, think, oh, I don't want to fucking see this. <laughs> and he went, it's closed. Then he saw your little face yeah. and he went, all oh, right, it's open. <laughs> I think, I think for him, I think he was saying the truth the whole time. And I think he went, oh, it's, it's closed. Oh, it's closed. <laughs> And then he went, oh, it's, so, it's open. We'll go and see Barbara on the movie. Come on in, let's do this. <laughs> Better not have a cliffhanger ending. We've got yeah. to go see that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do with the, the Barbara films. They, do, yeah. they try and rinse all the money out that you can. So it's yeah. like part three is two parts in the end. But damn it, but damn it, Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the film mm-hmm. that made you cry the most? Right. So mm-hmm. there's a few. Number one is quite a worthy one, which is the the documentary Bully that came out in 2011. wow. Yeah. Purely because I think you can't watch a film about kids being bullied and not be like, this is horrible. This is like, um, you know, intervene in some way. Mm. Um, So there's that one. Days uh, Days of Glory, 
which is a French film yes. about North African soldiers in the Second World War. Mm-hmm. But it's because they're amazing. My favourite war film. I think it's absolutely astonishing. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about the, like, the, uh, the Muslim soldiers who went out to fight for the Allies and um, were ignored completely ignored and it's like one of those you get you get upset at the end because of the injustice and the kind of right. you want to you want to get when more was involved this made? i think it was made in 2008 2007 okay. i think it won either one best foreign language film at the oscars right. or was yeah. nominated and i saw a friend of mine from secondary school uh as i came out the cinema and we were both crying lady called uh rania and we were both like going oh, that was really good how are you mm. you well yeah no i'm okay i mean just that was a proper gut punch and the other one is not usually considered a sad film and it's not for the minute you might think is the sixth sense mate yeah i cried when i saw the sixth sense first time oh good good yeah it's yeah. for me it's the twist is great and that's really yeah. moving it's the bit in the car yeah, where um hey Joelsman's talking about seeing the the, the grandma yeah and talking to the grandma, and the grandma's like at the dance recital. Yeah. And I, I just caught it on TV. I was watching The Sixth Sense on TV, um, and I was like, oh, we all know The Sixth Sense. Oh, it's fun. And there's the, yeah. you know, it's a bit scary and everything else. And then that bit came on, and suddenly it just like, it blindsided me. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, well done. Well done, Night <laughs> like, Shaman. And that's, you that's know, the twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a sad film. Yeah, I thought that was, I mean, mm. he is brilliant and that's why i think people get frustrated with them like chairman because yeah. they're like but you have you wrote like one of the most perfect films it's got everything it's yeah. like it's ingenious and it's scary and it's sad and it's just so much about the human condition and all these things um yeah but i'm just a bit like uh, he's got a real hang on there's so many questions here okay. one is are mm-hmm. you comfortable crying in front of people are you a crier? I'm not a big crier. I tell right. you what, what happens a lot of the time is that I feel that, you know, when the, the tightness in the throat, the Adam's yeah. apple, when something's happening, and I'll be like, oh my God, this might turn into an actual emotional moment, and then I can't muster it, and I'll be like, oh, you know, I've got crying blue balls. <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> so I don't cry a lot of films and stuff, uh, and if I go and see a film alone, I'll, tr- you know, it's a nice sort of cathartic thing yeah. to do, but I'm not, I don't think I'm a big crier. Uh, that's why that caught me by surprise. I was just yeah. like, maybe it's because I went in not expecting uh, anything. There's um, it's about marriage story. Yeah, that bit in marriage story, which really struck me as true, is at the end. Spoiler alert for that film. But like when Adam Driver's reading all the compliments about himself, mm. and then he just like he says something, and then and he like has to catch himself, and he's like that. That was a very sort of realistic. Yeah. Because um, often they say that you. The thing that makes you cry isn't watching someone else cry in a film, but someone like being Trying not to cry. exactly, yeah. yeah. And then then you you make the leap, you make the emotional leap that they can't. Oh, is that right? I think so. that's certainly my interpretation of that's, it. It's like you see someone theory. being strong, and you're like, oh, I'll be weak for you. <laughs> I'll be the weak one. <laughs> I'll take this. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Mm. I think uh, there's something about the Sixth Sense. I had the DVD. Like I think I had the American DVD, oh, wow. and it had loads of extras on it. Yeah. And one of the things. It's just interesting because you know from making stuff, yeah. the stuff you cut, and I think Six Sense is really moving. Yeah. There was a thing that was cut, and in the deleted scenes, he said, Oh, this was my favourite scene I shot, and it was so hard to cut. And I was oh, like, wow. It's really good that you cut that because the difference between the scene that you cut and the rest of the film is the scene you cut is really cheesy. Oh, really? And what it was, was there was a video of Bruce Willis's wedding yeah. that his wife is watching. She keeps watching the, their wedding mm. day. And he does this thing in it where he speaks in rhyme when he's drunk. She says right. to him, you speak in rhyme, you sound like Dr. Zeus mm. when you're drunk. And he's really drunk and he's saying something like, I love you, I am poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's just sort of rhyming oh. to her drunk. And you sort of go, it's sort of a nice idea, I like the idea. Yeah. But the reality is 
it's a bit shit. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, and it's definitely intended to be moving. And, yeah. And it's right on the edge of not quite That's interesting. working. Because that line stays in, yeah. doesn't it? You sound like Dr. Zeus when you're drunk. Is yeah, in the there's opening. more of that, right. basically. Yeah. You get to see... I'm glad that that's just a nice thing that tells you about the relationship yeah. and doesn't actually turn into, you don't see it. Some rhyming. Yeah, because <laughs> actually, yeah, it's a nice thing that a couple have observed about each other. Yeah. The second you see it, you're like, oh, it's not as cute yeah. as I thought it would be. It's like in The Visit, if you see The Visit. Have you mm, seen that? Yeah. The beginning of The Visit, mm-hmm. I hated the kids so much, oh, right. the rapping kids. Yeah, and yeah, And on yeah. paper you go, oh, yeah, kid rapping, that would be charming. Yes. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I really liked the film, I was like... Cut that awful rapping, the rapping bit. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, um, the, uh, Into the Spider-Verse yes. starts with... He's not rapping, he's singing along, and he's sort of half singing along, which I think we all go, actually, that's where it's fun. Is you go, I mm. do that. I do the thing where you're like... Mm. Uh, which is more fun than, like, trying to rap, which is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, mm. good answers. Yes. You're doing very well. So <laughs> Now, yeah. you said Jurassic Park, but what mm. is the film that scared you the most? Right. Sub-question. Hello. Now, as I say, I'm afraid I don't know all your stuff. Yeah. Anish Kumar told me, you make a load of horror... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parodies? Horror? Kind of. I try and make them genuinely, like, I suppose, par- like, pastiche. I don't know. I try, they try and... So I do this, a, a show on Radio 4, yeah. um, which is called The Hauntoning, and it's, like, uh, modern ghost stories. Oh, wow. And I try and make them all actually scary. Yeah. Because um, I love the mechanics of being scared. I love um, all of that stuff. So, sorry, I don't, did you finish your, your No, uh, well, you're, you're answering it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love being scared. And yeah. I, I've been chasing that dragon of sitting in, watching Jurassic Park and being terrified. And no film has really, I don't think, managed. I loved, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, my God. Hereditary. So you're, hereditary, yeah. you know what I was going to say. A Midsummer, I <laughs> yeah. think they're incredible. Even those, I'm like, I know it's Tony Collette. Right. And like, I can, I just, I appreciate it for the art that it is, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't get me like in there. Right. As a kid, I was terrified of uh, the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. With the acid sludge. Yeah, thing. the yeah. sludge, Judge Doom. Yeah. Um, the horrible squeaky voice when he inflates himself, all that stuff I thought was really yeah. scary and really horrible. And like, it's quite a dark film anyway. Yeah. Like, Eddie Valance is an actual alcoholic. Like, they don't make him like. It's a, really dark, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and it's very like, I think for a lot of kids, it might come up later, it's like an introduction to a lot of adult things. Like, you've got overt sexuality, mm. you've got those things. And he's genuine, and like the, the shoe that gets killed, all that stuff. And then I was trying to think of other films that have really scared me. And I think when you feel like a film's properly gone off the rails, when you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know where we are anymore, that's fun. So, and the, 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 the time I've had that most recently is watching Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, wow. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. And exactly because of the, everything I hear and read about it, I'm yeah. like, that is a film that will profoundly upset me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's one of the first times I've gone... I don't think I share the same morality as the director. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think this might just be a bad film and somehow it slipped through the net and people, like, you know, like it. But because I don't know anyone who's in it, even mm-hmm. if you watch something like Clockwork Orange, yeah. which arguably has a similar thing where it revels in violence and all this horrible stuff, mm. you know that Malcolm McDowell sort of goes on to be quite a, an avuncular... Yeah, uh, nice man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with these, I don't know what the actor went on to do and it's just like some of it... There's a bit where they jam a, um, a screwdriver into a guy's hand, and it genuinely—it's not like a gory '80s film where you can mm. see that it's made of rubber or whatever. It all looks really genuine and really yeah. like. Did they just like film this and kill their mates? It's really <laughs> scary. 
So oh, that's yeah. one where I'm like, but then I love obviously like Hereditary and things, which, and another film I saw quite recently, I was like, well done, this is really good, is The Conjuring 2. Hands in the air. <laughs> yes. The Conjuring 2 yeah. is a masterpiece. It's so of a good. Train. It's yeah. so well done. Yeah. I love, because obviously you get the nun. The nun is introduced, yeah. the scary nun. You've got, oh, I love that scene where it's sort of a slow, it's not all jumps, the slow burner of the scare when they turn their back on the girl and she goes out of focus. I was going to say, one of the best scenes ever. It's so good, it's isn't it? It's a clever scene. Yeah. And so it's like scary. the use of there's obviously use of CGI in that, but it's yeah. my favourite use of probably use of CGI in r- modern film. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I love what you're doing here. The the she morphs and then she morphs back and she had the yeah. water in her mouth the whole time. And I was like, just like I just love that scene because it was horrible. The whole thing was horrible. But it was yeah, yeah it's absolutely genius. Oh, I'm glad you like that. I think yeah, it's fucking brilliant. I, I don't know why people like the Conjuring films, right? I, well, they didn't like the Nun necessarily. I think they don't like the spin-offs or the spin-offs. Right? Yeah, yeah. I also think Conjuring Part Two. Mm. I don't know. It's the sort of underrated because it's partly because it's called Part Two. Yes, yeah. People just partly because it's off. very mainstream, I guess. But mm-hmm. fuck, it's a good old ghost train ride. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, it because it, it's set in East London. Yeah. So uh, it's one of those films where you're like, oh, I know houses that look like that and yeah. I know people like that. And so rather than being out in the middle of nowhere in, in you know, in the States, you go, oh, that actually feels really close to home. Yeah. I think they've got like a Joanna Lumley poster on the wall. And I'm like, I've seen <laughs> Joanna Lumley at a thing. And that's like, that's really scary. And there's a couple of American actors doing East End accents, oh, which yeah. is always fun. Yep. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Love it. I hit, I'm going to have to listen to this horn thing then, aren't I? Oh, yeah, I think... Fucking hell, I'm not busy enough. <laughs> to Tom <laughs> is not always. Yeah. Bloody hell, you're giving me a lot to do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because horror... I mean, we talk about it briefly. Yeah. I think it's all been said, but mm. horror and comedy. They're same thing. It's absolutely same thing. The structure of a scare yeah. and the structure of a joke are the same. Yeah. It's sort of like... Ideally, you set up three bits of information and by dropping the fourth one in, you either go, oh, what a great surprise, or you go, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's what I love. Yeah, it's yeah. the same mechanics and stuff. I, I think it's... Have, have, you, have you been in a horror, any horror films? Uh, I'm in uh, a film called Howl. Howl. Oh, yeah. Uh, Is that a werewolf? Werewolves. Oh, no. oh, check that out. I'm in very, very briefly at the beginning. Okay. Uh, I think that's my dream is to be in a, um, in a horror film just because I think I love the, uh, but apparently they're the most fun to work on, right? Like Hereditary, everyone just had a great time making it because you they? can't be in like, you can't be in that mental state the whole time. Yeah. So actually often horror films are the films that people say they enjoyed making the most, unless it's The Exorcist, in which case everyone was sort of dying or... Being the, shot at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Having a rotten old time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and also horror filmmakers are generally lovely people. Yes, yeah, traditionally. yeah. Traditionally. I think that's why, yeah, horror and comedy, sometimes you can be watching a comedy and there could be something, there can be just a moment of horror that mm-hmm. you weren't expecting. There's an episode of 30 Rock that ends, it's the episode called about Leap Day William. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, go on. He's like, Leap Day William is like this weird, they create this fictional character who's like about Leap Days and he comes out the sea. And at the end, there's this old man going, well, that's the story of Leap Day William. And then he opens his mouth and he's got gills and his <laughs> mouth opens too wide. And you're like, oh God, that's so horrible. And because it's in a friendly comedy, yeah, yeah. it almost hits harder than if you're like, you know, when you go and see a horror film, you like, you sort of tense your muscles and you're like, okay, I'm ready yeah. for this. Whereas sometimes you see something and you're like, oh, I wasn't prepared. And that is, and now I'm freaked out. You know what I big up a lot because in terms of like psychologically or the understanding how the brain works and that I think is what, uh, it's been overdone, but it's paranormal activity. 
Oh my Capano god, that's TV so good. A masterpiece. Yeah. Piano Activity 2 mm. has this device where a camera is placed on a fan yes. that oscillates left to right. Yeah. So the camera goes left mm-hmm. and then it goes right. Yeah. And then it goes left and then it goes right mm-hmm. and then it goes left. There's a fucking ghost there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like rule of three and it just. Yes, and, yeah. and you're just waiting. There's going to be something. It's going to be second so time is the same. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? So clever. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's the one. It goes back and then all the. All of the furniture is like in Move. the air, and yeah. it just all falls at the same time. It's so good. Mm. They were so creative, and I think that's actually almost you want to find the next brilliant horror film that isn't by Ariaster, yeah. and it will be something that's made for like what was the Blair Witch was made for like tuppence, tuppence, <laughs> and then that I think uh, it was tuppence. It was <laughs> it was a shiny tuppence, <laughs> and then they made Paranormal Activity for less than that. Yeah, and I think the next brilliant horror film will be made for free yeah and it will just iPhone. be yeah on like an iphone or something because it's actually that's one of the the, the the genres where no money makes you more creative and makes it even even scarier i think yeah also another thing mm. i've just realized mm. paranormal activity which i followed because i'd read about it for ages before it got like released yeah i was so excited to see it mm-hmm. and i know that that and creep as well i think this is what happens to films like that <laughs> Is it was, was small and made by you know people who weren't in the industry yeah. as it were, and then film festivals or whatever people saw it and it got buzz. Yeah. And then when it was bought by the studio that released it, they changed the ending. And the ending oh. they in both cases they changed the ending to a much more high octane dramatic ending. Paranormal right. Activity ends with the body being thrown oh, against the wall, and Creep ends with a well, I won't spoil it, but a yeah. dramatic ending. But is Creep the one set in the London Underground? No, sorry, oh. Creep, the Patrick Bryce film. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Mark Duplass. Yes. And uh, they're both original endings were quite sort of small, more mm. sort of like you'd think about them after it's quite dark, just sort of like, oh, but nothing. Yeah. Pow! Like, I think the original Paranormal Activity ending was the woman disappears and you just see a news report about a murder in a oh, house. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that interesting. Yeah. Because she... Um, because she turns up in like I was quite thinking I don't know think they're going to do it, but it felt like Paranormal Activity was building up with some big mythology that was going to lead to like some <laughs> Avengers Endgame style film <laughs> that tied it all together. Well, they did in the the oh, did they? ones. Oh, the maybe ones, I didn't understand the ending. <laughs> it ends with her coming out the door, right? And what you you oh, realise travel isn't it or something? Basically, the ghosts in Paranormal Activity One are the marked ones from Paranormal Activity. The marked oh, ones, right? They're the ones slamming the door because no one can see them. They're going through the door and they're going, oh. "I'm here, I'm here," and no one can see them. It's just a door. Closed. Yes, clever. Are you very clever? Too clever for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get that. Anyway, witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents. A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com.
2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Mm-hmm. What is the film that you used to love? You yeah. loved it. You mm-hmm. watched it recently and you've gone, oh no. I, I feel really bad about this one. That's okay. Because I love everyone involved in this film yeah. and until I loved this film when I was younger I absolutely loved it Human Traffic oh boy I used to love you yeah Traffic. yeah not and good I, I think maybe too much stuff borrowed from it okay um, but now I and it feels quite I don't know I don't want to use words like obnoxious but yeah. I suppose it has to right films should feel obnoxious if they're they're going to break some ground but I guess that is very specifically dated human traffic. Oh, top yes. of my head, having not watched it recently. Yeah, you can pinpoint the era, it's exactly and unlike of its time. Yeah, and you can't watch it as a, you can't watch it like you can watch Clueless, mm-hmm. and it now feels like a museum piece. And you can still watch it, and it's brilliant. Uh, but it feels like you go, oh, it's a, a, a decade frozen in aspect, and you're like, that yeah. is great. You sort of go, oh, that's how we felt at the time. We all loved um, pills. Uh, pills. <laughs> we all loved the pills. Who who's the stand up um, who he watches? Who's the the guy? He died at like thirty four. Smoked oh, a Bill, lot. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Yeah. So like this is a bit where he's like oh, Bill yeah. Hicks. He's like preacher man and all that stuff. And I feel like a lot of that now we go. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. And I'm I have to. I'm not sure like all the the masculinity stuff. I, I don't. You know. I haven't rewatched it soon enough uh, yeah. to sort of know how that all pans out in terms of the sort of those characters. I just remember when when. Um, yeah, mentioned that, and I was like, oh, yeah, and there's, like, Marx, uh, Howard Marx does, like, a beat poem or something at one yeah. point. I think it just it threw everything at it, and some of it has actually gone, it still ages really well, and some of it you're like, oh, now you wouldn't do that. It's a very ambitious film. No human traffic, no Danny Dyer. That is true. I'm Sorry, not willing to take you. that. Thank you, human traffic. Yeah, exactly. John, I mean, like, you've got a... John Sim as yeah. well, uh, doing a great job, and the guy... God, I've got real love for that film in my heart. I'm not going to watch it again. Just <laughs> <case you're right. laughs> I think I've got it on DVD. You know what? I'll probably... This might be the one I ask you to cut. I'll rewatch it and I'll be like, actually, it holds up like nothing else. I feel so bad. Joe Brand plays Earth. Oh, yes. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Danny Dyer's having a proper... Got the fear. Yeah. And Earth is Joe Brand. I says, Danny, or whatever his name is, mm. come back. <laughs> Forgotten that. Andrew Lincoln... Uh, yeah, is in it as well. Off his nut in it. Yeah, and they kind of and they do that thing which now I think probably there's a lot of Woody Allen in there as well because it's that thing where like they talk and they go, oh hi, I just ran into you and I said hello and I didn't mean to yeah. and now we have to have a little conversation and they sort of talk the subtext and stuff yeah. and that feels like it's borrowed from sort of early Woody Allen and things <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, and maybe I just maybe I do need to give it another uh, another go. I think we're going to have a screening. Yeah, we should oh, do. Bring some pills, we'll watch it. Oh, that so... That might be the reason it didn't hold up as you watched it sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he doesn't have that that moment of like because I watched it when I was very young as well. And you just yeah. think, oh my god, I want to be these guys, and yeah. even though they apparently have a you know they have an awful life, and John Sims' mum's a, a sex worker and yeah. stuff. Let's ask the Prince Charles Cinema if they'll do a pill along. <laughs> Human traffic yeah. screening. You have to match them pill for pill. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> if Prince Charles is listening. Yeah. Not Prince Charles, but the cinema. And if that... Prince Charles is listening, shout out. Hello, mate. Hey, guys. <laughs> great work. <laughs> Love your uh, work. What... <laughs> Good answer. What is the film mm-hmm. that most people don't like, critically yeah. not acclaimed, okay. but you're like, you are all dumb dumbs. <laughs> this is the great film. So this isn't one that is derided... People like it, I think. I think it's a solid three star. But when I see people talking about... When it comes around to Christmas and people say, oh, Home Alone. Home Alone's amazing. It's the Christmas film. I always go, what about Mouse Hunt? (laughs) Mouse Hunt's a quality film. (laughs) I like Mouse Hunt. Gore Babinski. Yeah. Um, And I think, why isn't it it on every Christmas like Elf? Like great point. (laughs) Like Home Alone. It's a Christmas film. It's all set in the snow. It's got the slapstick... Yeah. Uh, it's got two comedy actors at the absolute top of their game. Yeah. I think it's just so much fun, mm-hmm. so funny, and I don't know why it isn't part of, like, that, you know, the family the film. Exactly, yeah. Whereas, like, now you get... Home Alone feels like it's now gone into this... Maybe it's because everyone who watched it when they were younger is now an adult and sort of they start making, like, videos deconstructing it and, mm-hmm. you know, what would have actually happened to these guys yeah. if they'd been injured or whatever. Um but yeah, I don't know why Mouse Hunt doesn't have its place in the in the pantheon of those. And the other one is quite a recent one, which once again wasn't particularly deri- wasn't sort of panned, but mm. which is uh, Man Up, the Lake Bell Simon yes. Pegg uh, rom com, which I can watch like quite happily. I've got it on Blu-ray because I was like, really? oh, I'll happily chat this on. And it's silly, and it's one of those films that's set in one night, which I quite enjoy. Yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge is in it. She's yes. got a little cameo as well. Everyone's um, in it. Sharon Hogan pops up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just um, like, it's a load of fun. It's a load of fun. And yeah, that's one where I'm just like, I'll happily go along with this. Lake Bell is just such a, why isn't she in more films? She's such a charming, like, yeah. screen presence. Uh, I think she's, she's, she's been doing a sitcom in... Oh, is that right? Uh, ...called Bless This Mess or something like that. Oh, right. Okay, in I'll America. check it out. Yeah, she's, she's busy. She's all right. Fair enough. She's doing all she's right. Working. Don't worry. It's a good English accent. Best English accent I've heard from an American in quite a while. Since Reddy's Elga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely nailing it. Yeah. So that's another one that I'll happily, happily chuck on, but I think maybe people like it. I think people like it, but it's not, doesn't get talked about. Mouse Hunt really. is a lovely film. Mm, I love good it. Good it's very warm-hearted. You're right. Put it on. Put it on telly occasionally, guys. Yeah, come on. And then it will just become like Elf, like the Grinch, and you'll just see it all. Do the you time. know, what I think it should be a Christmas film. Yeah. And it's criminally underrated, and I think one of the great films. Yeah. Is uh, the Aviator. Oh really? I think the Aviator. Oh, yeah. Is a rewatchable. It's very nice. long. Nice. Yeah. But it's sort of in three parts. If you split it up into three parts. Yeah. I think it's a Christmas oh. film. I think it's a real, like, Christmas day, you could watch it. That's nice. It's it's sort of epic, but it's fun. Yeah. And it's got dark, it's great. I think Christmas day is the day for long films. Yeah. I think that's when a three-hour film really comes into its own, when, like, everyone's just, there's sort of nothing to do on Christmas. So if yeah. you can go the next three hours, from one till four... We're going to watch the fucking Avia. Yeah. And then Mouse Hunt. <laughs> that's a good Christmas day. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. What a perfect day. Yeah. Why is the aviator not talked about in everyone's top ten Scorsese? Discuss. I don't know. It's Did, good, did it right? fall through? Yeah, I like it. I did think it people liked the it, but, it, but I don't hear it talked about since it was since the year it was out. Yeah, 
Maybe yeah, we'll like it when it came out, and then no one's revisited it. And it wasn't one of those that I think did loads of Oscar business, and then everyone sort of reevaluated it, did it? It didn't, it didn't do much great it Oscar got nominated bits. for shit. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like critically acclaimed, and then, mm. but and then I just, just never went. see people talk about it. No, like, come on, guys, I've got the poster on my wall. <laughs> really? Yeah, I like I it. Keeping it alive. Yeah, <laughs> people come around and go, "Oh yeah, that's a thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is? The film mm-hmm. that means the most to you, not because of the film itself, mm-hmm. because the experience you had around seeing it that you will always remember that film for. Nice. Uh, this was this one was so easy. Oh yeah. Because um, I I am now married. Oh, um, congratulations! Thank you very no much. Idea. And I decided I wanted to propose with one of the one of the what do they call them? What are they called uh, above the cinema where you put the letters on? They're called something like uh, the Reader or the. So they've got a technical name. Oh, I see. Name. I have no idea. Um, at the East Dulwich Picture House. Yeah. And so I invited my girlfriend to uh, to the East Dulwich Picture House, and I'd prearranged it to say, uh, "Ali, will you marry me on that?" No. Yeah, that was really nice. And she didn't know. She thought like occasionally because we're both freelancers. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the cinema during during the day and yeah. see something. And so we, I got tickets to say Lady Bird. Fucking. Right. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being you. perfect. Yeah. Because I, I hadn't seen it, obviously. I just heard good things. And then I proposed there. And then what they do, if you uh, if, if you arrange it for them, it, it, you know, you have to pay them for, yeah. to do that kind of thing. But then you get free champagne. And then they, we sat you at the back. And it was at the, uh, yeah, the East Village Picture House, which has little sofas at the back. Yeah. So we sat at the back there. And Lady Bird is just... Uh, my then fiance uh, said that it, it mirrored a lot of her relationship with her mum. Yeah. Like for me, it didn't. It, I just thought it was great and I loved all the performances. Mm-hmm. But it meant a, so she that day for her was an emotional roller coaster. It was all. So over you the place. were walking to the cinema and then she sees on the on the reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have know. to sort of with these days you don't have it on the outside. You have to you have to go inside to sort of see it. Right. So it's actually quite nice and contained because okay. I, I didn't want it to be. If you go to the Ritzy, they've got it on the yeah. outside and it's very public. And I thought she probably wouldn't like that because yeah. it's a bit much. So she saw it and then what? You went down on one knee. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't get down on one knee. I was just like, uh, what I did is I went in. <laughs> I know. I should have. Why? Should have gone the whole hog. Um, well, I went, oh, can you just double check what other films are... So I said, oh, sorry, can you just double check what other films are on at the cinema? Yeah. And, uh, and so she was looking everywhere apart from there. And she's like, I don't know, there. She's looking over at the ticket place. And I was like, no, no, just look at the, where the, the thing is. And then she was like, oh. That, and then I think she was like, oh, someone else is called Ali. And then she realised. And uh, so that was nice. Oh, that was wow. a nice moment. And we're slightly obsessed with the... Who the fuck is Ali? I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment where she's just like, oh, okay. Um, so and there's a lovely thing we're slightly obsessed with the uh, you know those little felt people that are in the picture house adverts yes they have those little felt animations yeah. and we're obsessed with the felt animation of La La Land because uh, yeah. they sort of do this very basic recreation of the dance that they do in La La Land yeah. and so whenever that comes on we sort of recreate this weird dance and so they, they, I'd ask them to put up like little images of the, oh, the La La Land pictures around were you very nervous walking there were you, was your heart thumping in your chest thinking this is it I was okay. I think I was. There was there was like some quite nice basic stuff to worry about, like that they'd spelt it all right, that it was there, that I hadn't got the wrong day, and all that stuff. Yeah. So turning up and sort of just spying it uh, in the corner, and then yeah. being like, okay, this is going to be fine. Yeah. And then and then I was mainly worried that the film wouldn't be. Yeah. But then it was Ladybird. It's Ladybird. Wow. Who doesn't love Ladybird? It's such a lovely film, and it's just. It's the best. And it was the perfect because it doesn't. It's heartwarming, and it just—I think it just was a nice film for that time, so it fit nicely. So yeah, that was the easiest one for me to answer. Because I was like, "Oh, it's Ladybird. We got the tickets framed in our in our uh, front room as well." So that's, that's nice. That's so nice. Yeah. How long had you been together before you got married? Uh, a, a mere twelve years. <laughs> 
I just think of all the other films I could have gone to see that are around that time as well, and it could have been easily one where we, just, we came out mm. and were like, that's right. <laughs> I guess that's what our is going to be like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, we both went, I'm, I'm not a big fan of La La Land. I didn't right. particularly enjoy it. And we, it could have easily have been, a, yeah. you know, a few months earlier, it could have been La La Land, and we could have gone like, all right, yeah. <laughs> they split up at the end because uh, she gets really successful, so. She gets a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. She gets a job and he immediately assumes, oh, well, we can't be together. They yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a job. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm. Um, what is the film mm. that you most relate to? Right. Election. Which character or all of it? Reese Witherspoon in Election. <laughs> and I say that knowing she is the antagonist. She is the baddie of that film. <laughs> She's the one who you don't like. But you do a bit because it's Reese Witherspoon. So, yeah. of course, you like. But I suppose everyone's slightly the antagonist in that film. Matthew Broderick is not a good yeah. man. It's just a lot of people who are messed up trying to find their way. But I saw that when I was in, maybe I was, I can't remember how old I was. Um, but certainly at school, I remember thinking, and like, I like the idea of being an overachiever. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I was, but I like the idea of it. And certainly <laughs> that made me think that like, oh, I'd love to have that status. Uh, you know, that's, it's something to, to aim for. And so then I was like, right, okay, I'm Tracy Flick. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make this who I am. And like you say, I'm a worker. And I think that anyone who is uh, diligent, like yourself as well, Mm -hmm. you see someone like that and you're like, she puts the work in. And that, you know, she's, uh, she has bad interpersonal skills, but you can't deny that she works hard and is, is, deserves it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I rewatched it after the 2016 election as well, because that was the Hillary story of just like this, Uh this woman who was like, I am destined for this thing and I've worked for this thing and I, I basically assume I'll get it. Yeah. And then is scuppered by a, an idiot, uh, you know, an idiot. By an angry man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, that's interesting. Mm. But I realised that I should do something where it's maybe a, I should be a bit more humble. But then I don't think she's a good character. No, I no, she's I like think quite that's a very... Yeah, yeah, she's uh, a very flawed character. Yeah. I think that's a very bold of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit that... I just love Election as well. I think it's one of yeah. my favourite films. I just it's beautiful. Um, He's got softer Alexander Payne. He's yeah. got softer with age, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first three films are so um, not necessarily bleak, mm-hmm. but I, I, although they have love in them, I do think they have quite a dark view of humanity. So we've got Repo Man. Is that one of his? No. No? Maybe... Sorry, Elections is his first, I think. Is it's it Alexander his, uh, Payne. And then yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he did uh, Sideways. Yes. And he did... But recently he did Downsizing. Oh, I haven't seen Downsizing. It's on Sky Which Movies. Is a more, uh, Bigger, sort of hopeful. Okay. And then he, and also he did um, the Descendants. Yes. And yeah. Did you do about Schmidt? And did about Schmidt. Yes. That's yeah. That's another cry. Yeah. When he gets the letter at the end from the yeah. nurse. Yeah. But they're all quite. I'd say they've got more negative than positive in them. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. I don't think he learns a lesson. Like I don't think Matthew Broderick learns that he sort of his life falls apart. Yeah. And he sort of is just piecing it back together, but he hasn't learned anything. He's still no. a bad guy, I think. Maybe he is sort of softening. Maybe yeah. that's when you get older. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And all his films have this sort of thing of... Sideways has it, about Schmidt has it, mm. the election has it, of sort of building towards this thing that if it were a different... If it were the sort of film you're used to, yeah. there'd be this big triumphant yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. climax fight and uh-huh. usually the character either backs out of it yeah, or yeah, realises, yeah. oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. 
I think I, I, I've only seen Sideways once and I think I miss, I, my interpretation of it is different because when he's drinking in the, in the McDonald's or whatever, drinking that wine he's been saving, mm-hmm. I thought that was a wonderful moment. I thought that was a man just going, I, I'm going to stop putting off happiness. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it's really bleak. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, that's also because you, you enjoy junk food. So you're like, this is such a happy yeah, he's ending. He's having a lovely day. <laughs> he's, he's, he's nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm. What is... Here we go, Tom. Hello. Uh-oh. What is the sexiest? Oh, Where's the boy. film you found the sexiest? Uh, I know. I'm gonna, I'm, well, that's... So, what I do now is, if I was the character of my podcast and I was tempted <laughs> to be like, his girl Friday... Because it's like the banter <laughs> yeah. between the two, and oh my god, and it's sparkling. Yeah. At the same time, I will watch uh, Super Vixens and be like, right. mother, the lizard bit of my brain would be like, this is sexy, right? Yeah. I mean, but what more do you want? This yeah. is like activating all the, the sexiest uh, yeah. things. Um, but to go somewhere in the middle of those, yeah. this is a weird one Resident Evil. The first Resident Evil film. Mila Hovovich. Hovovich. Yes. Michelle Rodriguez. Lovely. Um, also, you've got... Uh, um, zombies. Zombies. <laughs> sexy, sexy zombies. Uh, I think everyone in that film is gorgeous, right? Without exception. Yeah. There's like... Uh, oh, God. Who's the guy who gets cut into squares? Who's in all the Bond films? Um, Colin Salmon? Yes. Oh. Colin like, and and uh, Purefoy, James Purefoy. Like, it's, a, yeah. it's just like a very handsome cast of beautiful people and they've all got guns and they're all being very athletic. And yeah. I remember just thinking, Miljovich in that red dress looks mm. astonishing. The whole thing about like, it's meant to be like Alice in Wonderland, which is all about sort of um, maturing as well. She like goes through a looking glass and there's a red queen who chops off everyone's heads and all that is stuff. It? Yeah, and so I suppose it carries with it that kind of... But Alice in Wonderland is meant to be about sort of loss of innocence and things as well. So I guess it's similar to that. Yeah. Also, I was, I can't remember how old I was, but it was just absolutely... Uh, you were like, Phew, Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's been the and at the end, he's got that weird paper dress on. Mm. That's very strange as well. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, still making them, I think. I think there's about to be Resident Evil 12. Is there? Uh, the final countdown. Or <laughs> that is one where the drop-off of quality is instant with those. <laughs> like the second, like from the second one onwards, they really? are not great. But the first one, I think, holds up and is quite a fun film. Paul W S Anderson is. I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I salute him. I, I do. He, he's great. He does. Uh, he loves the thing where there's a schematic, where a 3D schematic, so you know where you are at every point in the film. That's always mm. handy. He does that as well in um, Alien vs Predator. Yeah. I think to try and justify it on a cerebral level, my really, uh, you know, tacky choice is that he's obviously married to me, the of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that a when, a when a director is filming someone that they are married to, sometimes there's something where you're like, they get to, they get to sort of show what, what they see or whatever, and there's a really loving thing across that. That's what I'll say to myself anyway, to make myself feel better. Like the male gaze is the husband's gaze. Yeah. Okay. Does that make it better? No, did I? <laughs> I don't know. Because I think about that film, Tarzan the Ape Man. Oh right, I've not uh, seen that. By Derek. Yeah, uh, is naked through most of oh, it. Oh god! And it is directed by John Derek, who was her oh. husband. Oh no! And it is an extraordinary film that you often forget is called Tarzan the Ape Man because yeah. most of the time you're just watching by Derek. And <laughs> and oh stuff. god. And I think it's very much the husband's male gaze. Right, fair enough. Um, Maybe it's just an even worse version of the male gaze. I don't know. Maybe when Tim Burton was filming Helena Bonham Carter as a monkey in, uh, in yeah. Planet of the Apes, that, that was... That was a really bad husband male yeah. gaze. <laughs> this is what I see. I see a fucking <laughs> yeah. ape. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning coming down for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to, trying to warn us or something, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, now. Yeah. 
subcategory. Hello. Kermode won't answer it, but no. will you? <laughs> Anyone over 45, you interview won't answer it. Uh, Travelling bone is worrying yeah. why I dance. Easy. Most recently, yeah. all, of, all of mine are like, I watch any film and I just feel like this is, this is troubling. Uh, recently, I think Booksmart. The scene in the yeah. bathroom at the party with the yes. two of them, I think that for me, if I can sort of justify it rather than just being like, I'm watching two, you know, yeah. two women get off, it's, it really accurately represents the first kind of the first sort of sexual fumblings you have at that age, usually at parties and all that thing. I think it's really nicely directed, not the male gaze, Olivia Wilde. Female uh, gaze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's also married to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the wife gaze. Square, that's all good. Yeah. But I think I just, uh, you can't help but be transported back to being that age and kind of just trying to, it's this confusing, weird world and it's so intimidating and so strange. And uh, the reason it's troubling is they are very young and also you feel like, oh, it is a slight amount of voyeurism, I guess, in watching mm. it. But it, you never. Uh, also, it's really beautifully filmed, so you don't feel like it's, it's too exploitative. But you just yeah. watch these people and this, especially someone who's like, not really done this before, but it's, very, it's, it's played a bit for laughs, but it's also played for the truth of it. And I thought that was really lovely, but also you can't help but go. Oh, but yeah, they both, <laughs> both really fit. And that is, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is my male gaze uh, employing that. But I just thought, I love Booksmart and you yes. can't help but go, oh, they're also like, you just like watching them because yeah. they, they're so good on screen as well. Those two, the, you know, the two leads. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure Who Framed Roger Rabbit comes up probably every second episode. That's one that, yeah. yeah. But I don't find that troubling. No? I think she's very well drawn. Yeah. <laughs> what um, is the objectively greatest film of all time? I'm going to say, I, I'm not, I don't know if you can say an objective film, but if I had to put someone down and just go, here's a film, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Good answer. <laughs> a better answer than The Godfather. Oh, God, well, I, yeah, I'd love The Godfather, but I just think if you wanted to show, it depends if you want to show someone what a movie is or what cinema is. Go Maybe, on. because like... What's the difference to you? To me, I think that cinema is, has a, a, a certain... The, the, the ting of class to it that you probably want to show something which is, uh, certainly touches you on a more emotional level. Whereas if you just want a movie, which is something that you, you watch for two hours and transports you and then it's over and it, it leaves an impression, but ultimately it's sort of done, I'd say something like that, something like Raiders of the Lost Ark is just absolutely perfect. Um, because yeah, it's exciting and entertaining, and I feel like you know whenever they, whenever someone's just trying to convey the idea of a movie, mm-hmm. they'll either show like a a bit of a Bond film or a monster or something, or something like an action film like Indiana yeah. Jones. And I just think, and if you wanted the best example of that kind of film, I think that it's yet to be beaten. Yeah. It's just everything about it's perfect from beat to beat to beat, and also from a screenwriting point of view, it's one of those films that you can you can dissect you know second by second and go every there's not a wasted yeah. moment in this film it all needs to be there and it's all it all just ties together so beautifully and the introduction of marion in it is oh, one of the God. great intros to a character yeah such a great her first scene is like that's a, that's so a fucking good. entrance <laughs> are you the do you watch a lot of those youtube videos where they deconstruct shots and they like they sort of deconstruct scenes and things like every frame of painting or yeah things? i've seen a couple of them they're mm. very good every frame of painting i love them there's one about that the, there's that shot which is the it's the um the fact that spielberg will often in a scene he'll have like it was the spielberg one is it was about spielberg one and it was you go into her bar and then you see her in the drinking contest yeah. and it just tennis it you know it, it tennis bats and forth 
uh, between the two of them. Yeah. And you realise actually we've only been watching one shot, but it's really funny and it's witty and it's the it's an amazing way. She doesn't say anything. Yeah. It's just through her actions, and that's the perfect way of conveying character, right? It's just yeah. you just watch her actions and you go, great, I know who this person is. I think you can you can dissect every bit of that film and go, there's a there's an amazing choice, there's a brilliant choice. Um, I, I even think you know, last uh, last crusade is stands up as a absolute last crusade. yeah. The Temple of Doom slightly, you know, now it's slightly different. There's things, other things you have to grapple with about that. Mm. Um, also great. But yeah, I just think that is a brilliant movie. Can we ever forgive Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? <laughs> Can we? Are they going to try and make another? Was that on the I think they, horizon? I sort of think they have to. Yeah. To make up for it. Or I don't know. Or I they have to make up or mm. delete every copy of it and pretend it never happened. <laughs> yeah. I'll go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go, all right, if we're going to pretend it didn't happen. That's great. That's like they fine. did, they're going to do with um, Alien 3, right? Isn't there? Well, there were, at one point there was going to be a Neil Blomkamp film that sort of went, hey, it's new. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like the fine. new Terminator just right. ignores all the other Terminators except one and two. Is that right? Yeah. There you go. I think you that's going like to be that. a new trend as well. We're going yeah. to see that happening. <laughs> just <laughs> part of the trailer is, hey guys, before we show you this, hey, <laughs> yeah. we're all agreed, yeah? We're pretending Kingdom of the Crystal Skull never happened. Okay. I'm happy. Um, what? Oh, is... and Arrival. I'll just chuck in Arrival because yeah. Nish chose that. I think for his film of the decade, maybe. Um, it was his. Oh no, that was his. Uh, film made him cry the most of the decade. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I just think that is a. If you're talking about cinema, I think yeah. that's beautiful cinema. It's all about communication, which is what cinema is about. Um, and I just, it's just perfect. Yeah. But I know that's been discussed already, so I'll chuck that in. No, no. I mean, it's it's a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is? the film mm-hmm. that you could or have watched the most over and over again the avengers avengers assemble avengers assemble is it i it just pulls me through I, we've had hot fuzz on this before yeah thanks for now that was a great i mean every one of her choices was uh, yeah. was one of mine as well i was like oh my oh, god right. this is incredible it's like hot fuzz does the same hot fuzz i can just watch over and over again um, Avengers Assemble they just the films that just drag you through it's that yeah. properly like you just see it on you're like I'm going to watch this now and there's something about that, something about Avengers Assemble where every scene throws forward to the next scene and you just then it, you just find yourself tripping and, and you, you can't stop watching it I think it's absolutely yeah it's just so much joy in that uh. I, I'm not part of the new band of doesn't like superhero films no uh, I, I think they have their place and like I think Avengers Assemble is just really it's a lovely put together film. It came out around the same time as Cabin in the Woods, right? Joss Whedon was having that yeah. like that run. Another film that I can watch over and over again because I think someone said on this podcast, but like it's every horror film, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's everything, and you can actually spot different things each time. And there's little clues and things in that. I can easily watch that one over and over again yeah. as well. Whedon has a real uh, a, yeah ability for that. He's very clever, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a bit of JJ Abrams about him. In right. terms of storytelling, I think he's just very good at like yeah. this follows this follows this, and it's and you're hooking very quickly. And yes, yeah, smart, <laughs> smart, smart people guy. actually. <laughs> um, you're in comedy. Yeah, what's the film that made you laugh the most? Uh, Change this from the funniest to the film yeah, that makes you laugh, laugh the, the most. most because every, all it the best comedy the... film because that's like yeah. Spinal Tap, so you can't really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Black Dynamite. Have you seen Black Dynamite? You fucking hell, I love it. <laughs> okay. I love it. Love that film. It's so stupid. And that's the one I just laughed at the most. It's so weird as well. Yeah. There's a bit where he like drops, he's in a helicopter and he won't stop laughing. That's just really funny. 
it's a bit like an episode of Garth Marenghi yeah. as well. There's yeah. like details in terms of the making of the film that, that obviously it's like a spoof. So there's bits about the making of the film, but also it's funny in its own merits and yeah. all the performances. That, because no one is winking at the camera, because no one is going, this is funny. Yeah. Everyone, uh, is it Michael J. White? Yes. Yeah. He, um, he plays it because he's in like uh, the, um, the Dark Knight. Like, he's uh, yeah. like, he's just playing it dead straight. Everyone's playing it dead straight, and that makes it so much funnier. Yeah, I love that film. And I, I feel it makes me laugh the most as well, because I, th- I think you got your Anchormans and all those, which are great, but not many people have seen Black Dynamite, and I sort of hold it to my chest yeah. and go, this, I, I love this, and it's mine, and I'll watch it to cheer myself up whenever Lovely. I can. Lovely. That hasn't come up before. Oh, great. Uh, we don't like to be negative. We'll do yeah. it quick. What's the worst film you've ever seen? Uh, I think it's been mentioned on this before, but Project X is a... Oh, OK. Yeah. It's a film that's, like, bad at its soul. <laughs> 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 like, I can forgive so much about it. Films are so hard to make. Yeah. Films are, you know, better than anyone. You're like, you make, you've made your own, uh, and it was uh, incredible, and it's a miracle that it was good, because how yeah, do you make good films, really right? Hard. It's really, really so hard. hard. So, yeah, films are bad. Sometimes they, it's the next thing. But I think, like... At conception stage, yeah. Project X seemed to be, what if horrible people smashed up a house <laughs> and suffered no consequences? And so that's why I'm like, yeah, that, that mm. one. But, like, I am so forgiving. I love bad films as well. Like, yeah. bad B-movies or all those things, I absolutely love them. But some films you're like, a bit like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, you're like, I think there's something just <laughs> at the core of this which is which yeah. is bad. Things like, as well, I haven't seen it, but, like, I get the vibe that The Queen's Corgi... You know, yeah, where, like, I've heard, <laughs> I've like, heard that it's evil. <laughs> yeah, like because they they trumps in it, and he's like making jokes about like grabbing by the puppy and all that stuff. And you're like, yeah. oh, I don't think this is like good. <laughs> Whatever's going on here, that's funny. Yeah, funny to have on the face that this film might be evil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a kids' film. <laughs> yeah, just like something like at the yeah at the heart of it, there's something yeah. just wrong. Um, Tom Neenan. Mm-hmm. You've been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you may not be all men, yeah. but you're a lovely one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, when you went for a run at yeah. 75, mm-hmm. uh, which actually was really young, and I think when you <coughs> pick that number, yeah. I think when you get to 75, you'll regret it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, like, oh, I, thought... that's, I still feel very young. but you I mean, I hope in... I'm still running. In my mind, I'm still running at 75. No, you are still running, and yeah. you're still eating McDonald's yeah. as well. <laughs> With your bottle of red wine, thinking sideways is a happy word. Exactly, all time. And, uh, and you ran in the park. Yep. You got your bag of McDonald's in one and your red wine. In the oh other. my god, I'm so happy. Yeah, you're so happy. <laughs> and then suddenly, very quickly, yeah. your heart ex- just seizes up. God, yeah. And you go, oh. And you go, oh fuck, I predicted this. Yeah. And you fall over uh-huh. in the mud. People, everyone's good in this in the future. Nice. And they all run over and they try and resuscitate you. Yeah. Um, but I'm afraid you, you're dead. Yeah. Now, I get called over. Brett, would you mind clearing up this mess? And I'm like, oh, fine. But it was like winter, so you mm. were co- covered in mud, but a lot oh, of no. it was frozen around you. Yeah. It's quite hard to actually get you off the ground. I had to start digging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bits of mud and soil and the ground, cement, because if you're near a pathway, there's a Fair lot enough. of it. I get, anyway, I managed to get you all in one piece, but yeah, yeah. with other bits. Around. I like around. that. I like being in t- touch yeah. with the earth. So stuff you in a coffin, yeah. but unfortunately the coffin I got for you was exactly your size, and there's more of you uh, yeah, than yeah, I yeah. predicted. So stuff you in, I'm uh-huh. to chip away. I actually have to cut off a bit of your arm, but no one's going to notice because it's fine because it's right pressed against the edge. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I get all of you in. I put that bit that I cut off and stack that over your head. Put it under your head. No one knows, <laughs> it's fine. 
packed you all in. Yeah. It's Ramo in that yeah. coffin right now. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's only room for one DVD that we can slide in the side yeah. next to your cut off bit of arm. Sure. You can take to the other side, and on the other side, it's movie night every night. Yeah. What film are you taking to show when it's your movie night? <sighs> can I investigate something? Yeah. It's, a, it's the DVD, it's the physical artifact of the DVD, it's right? The DVD. It gets converted into 35 mil <laughs> <laughs> uh, celluloid right. when it's up there. I'm going to take a swing with this. You won't yeah. like the initial bit, but yeah. allow me to explain. The Lord of the Rings, First Ship of the Ring. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But I'm Go not on. taking... The, here's the twist. Yeah. I'm not taking the film discs. Right. I'm taking the making of. Wow. Because okay. making of is, is like a brilliant film. It's a man's endeavour. Mm-hmm. You find out all about how they did it all, how yeah. they planted Hobbiton in 1999. Wow. And it's I. That's what I go to. That's my happy place. Is watching how they made it. I watched the making of Lord of the Rings. I couldn't. I would never watch the Lord of the Rings ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched the making of Lord of the Rings like once a year. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good answer. Do you want something else? But it's not technically a film, and I don't. You want think one film? I can allow it unless okay. that film is called something special, and it was like it was like its own documentary, release, like Lost in the Documentary. Yeah. Okay. Pirates but, of the Caribbean. Great. The first one? Yeah. Love the first one. Love it. Absolutely oh, love it. You're going to have a lovely time. You can tell the people up there about the making of Lord of the Rings. I will do. I will do. And I'll uh, tell... There's another Gore Verbinski as well, so I'm happy yeah. about that. There you go. You love yeah. him. I love him. It's brilliant. He also made Mouse Hand. He's your favourite director. He's just brilliant. Fuck and uh, the, the Cure for Wellness, which is odd, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed that a yeah. lot. Me and Emerald went to see it. Loved it. Nice. Now, mm. Tom Neenan, mm-hmm. is there anything you would like to tell people to look out for, listen to, or watch? Before you go. I'll say I'm at T. Neenan on Twitter and you can check out Tommy It's Not All Men on BBC Sounds and wherever you get your, wherever you listen to this GD I podcast. It. It's very, very funny. God bless you. Um, Tom Neenan, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for Have having me. Have a wonderful death. Enjoy Overlord. See you soon. <laughs> See you soon. Good day. So that was episode 80. Get your tickets for the live show with Tom Allen, February 26th from the Dice app and head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the really good extra stuff with Tom Neenan. Boy, do us a favour, go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and instead of writing a review, write about the film that means the most to you and why. I look at them, you should have a look at them. The stories people leave are beautiful, all of them. Plus it helps numbers, means more people can see it, I can keep making it, more we can keep drinking craft beer, we can be happy forever until we all die. Thank you so much to Tom Neenan for doing the show and for being so great. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Strax and Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Eggars for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the artwork. Now, some of you have been asking, where are my films of the year? The thing is, I've been a very busy boy this year, last year, and I didn't have time to see all of the films. So I've spent this month trying to catch up on all the films that I haven't seen. And by the end of the month, I've set a date where me and Nish will do our films of the year once I've seen all the films of the year. Yes, it's late. Who cares? Well, you got a fucking problem with that? Grow up. All right, that'll be coming soon. Next week's guest, there will be another amazing guest. I hope I will see you there. But in the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, be excellent to each other.
Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.